All right, we're back with another episode of Ryan Seaman and Friends. And this week, I have a friend of mine that I've known, I would say since like the uh, the the mid two thousands. I think that's when we probably met. Probably, I was you know? trying. Yeah, I was thinking about maybe two thousand three. Yeah, three four, four something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, you know, he's he's been in, he's been in a lot of bands, and he's he's seen the world, and he's worked for a lot of people that are awesome, and just I don't know, he's just a really fucking rad dude, and he lives in L.A. just like I live in L.A. And this is, this is uh, Gavin Caswell from uh, Census Fit. What's up, How man? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm I'm doing all right, man. You know? Just it's great get, to see you. Get, great to see you, too. Get into the new year. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I, love, I love New Year, like the new year, because you get to tell people Happy New Year for like two weeks <laughs> afterward. It's the most like dad thing yeah. ever, but I don't know. I just, yeah. I get psyched about that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's still, it's still pretty fresh. Yeah. You know? There's, there's a lot to be seen in this year. So, uh, definitely. I mean, yeah. you know, like everybody, you know, coming out of a, the pandemic and mm-hmm. life sort of like getting back to normal, but figuring out what that means and like what that looks like in all kinds of different ways is is tough. And I feel like 2023 is very hopeful for yeah. a lot of people. You yeah, know? I, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's I, that was that was better said than what I could have <laughs> what I could have said. So, um, well, Gavin, thank you so much for coming by the uh, Adobe offices where. Uh, I have a show, yeah, and they continue to give me a show. And I heard, yeah, it's been it's, it, we're over a hundred episodes now. I don't even know how that's that's wow. happened. Congratulations, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, um, it was a lot of hard work. You know, a lot of uh, them telling me to put out an episode once a week, and here we are. Yeah, so I'm, st- <laughs> I'm still doing it. Um, so Gavin, so when I have people on the show, I mm. like to learn. So I think like the people that listen to the show want to. I think they want to like they want to get into music and they want to figure out like how it is that like we do. The stuff that we cool. do, yeah, yeah, you know, and so um, I just kind of like to get everybody's stuff because you know, as as well as I I do know you, there's a, there's a lot I don't know about about Gavin. Yeah, yeah, for you know? sure. I mean, and so yeah, I mean, we've all we've crossed paths in so, so many, many different things. like avenues and places yeah. and and um and roads, but I mean, I think that's a a part of the journey. You know yeah. what I mean? Like my somebody told me when I was young, it's like you know there are opportunities like. There might be doors that open mm. for you, but the important part is that you see it open and you walk through it. You know what yeah. I mean? Because there's plenty of people, Yeah, I don't know, musicians and artists are really prone to being like, well, I don't know, like I can't, like uh, three <laughs> o'clock, like uh, I'm supposed to, I usually get coffee at three, yeah. you know, kind of. Dude, So nailed it. Nailed but, um, but yeah, I mean, I was like, I was going to, um, I mean, I grew up, you know, going to going to shows and yeah. like uh, the the La Cunata Community Center where I grew up, okay. which was like you know it was just a community center in the little town I grew up in. But we had the guy I don't know who was booking it, but we would have like you know real real bands come and play the community center, like uh-huh. Atari's played uh-huh. and uh, you know RX Bandits where okay. they were they were the pharmaceutical bandits. Sure, and, um, you know, kind of became a scene, and then I joined a band that started playing there, and then okay. you know whatever. But um, I don't know. So I mean, like, did, were you starting to go to shows in like high school, middle school? Like, what was? Oh your... yeah, like high okay. school, probably. And you were you were already playing guitar at that point, or yeah, what, I was or... playing guitar a little bit. I was mm-hmm. playing bass a little bit, and then uh, and you know, it was all like pop punk and ska. Like okay, that yeah. was so, that was the deal. You know, here. like start the circle pit. Uh, <laughs> you know, we my buddy had Liberty spikes, and like, yeah, we would use them as like a jousting pole and just like ram them into people. <laughs> it's all good, good, clean punk fun. Yeah, dude. I mean, I grew I, so like I, when I discovered uh punk rock community and, and all that stuff, um, I was 
was living in Utah at mm-hmm. the time. So like that's where everything came. I mean, it all for me, it all started out with like Green Day. That's how like, yeah, I got yeah. into all of this stuff. You know, and so it's funny because the, the people I bring on this show, they're like, I'm like, where did it all start for you? And they're like, oh, it started with like Blink-182. And I'm like, you know, it's it's crazy to me that like the majority of my guests say that. Oh, yeah. Whether they're in indie bands or they're in, you know, metal bands or ska bands, whatever the hell. You mm-hmm. know, they, all, they all say Blink. I've, I've, I've met only a few people, though, that, that's in Green Day. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dookie you know? was huge. Dookie, yeah, same. Like Dookie and the Crow soundtrack was okay. like life changing. <laughs> okay. Know, which is... Uh, a weird thing no. but like you know 1994 i think mm-hmm. is dookie which was like a massive year for yeah. records because that was like uh soundgarden super unknown uh-huh. nine inch nails downward spiral was yep. another like big one for me mm-hmm. uh bush 16 stone bush. like all of yeah. these like all of these really seminal 90s records all came out in 1994 yeah like, so it was just a really good time to be young and like interested in music okay um because I, you know, there was like exciting, exciting stuff that was on the radio, as well as like, at the same time learning about like Minor Threat and like Black Flag and like, you know, punk sure. from the generation just you know before us, right? Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, all of that really just got me interested in like bands. Like I was just, I all I wanted to do was watch bands play mm-hmm. all the time, and like I didn't think I was really good enough to play in like a real band until like somebody called me. There was like a friend of a friend who was like, we need a bass player. It's like a, uh, you know, like a skate punk band. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, because I, I was into black flag. I was like, Oh, skate punk, whatever. It's like, <laughs> that's only sort of punk. And, uh, but I was like, yeah, I'll come play in your band, dude. Yeah. But, um, but it was awesome. I mean, you know, I'm still, still friends with those guys. And, and, uh, but right. Like shortly after that, after I graduated high school, I had some friends who were all into punk, but mm-hmm. then they had all gotten into like folk music. And right. like the a couple of them had a um a band that was like a like Celtic folk music and then that transitioned into being sort of like a jug band um okay. bluegrass thing that uh-huh. they asked me to join and like I had been learning dobro and like banjo and mandolin at the time. So they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know, come come play. And so then like my musical life and experience kind of became, you know, something completely different. Okay. And in my mind, it was like this was like this was more punk than punk. Cause it was like, there's no amps, like there's no rules. We don't know uh-huh. what we're doing. We have no business doing this. Sure. And like, you know, bluegrass bands in the community, like bluegrass community, like hated us. So it was like it was perfect. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's where you, so that's where you got your start, huh? Did you, so you're just like, I mean, at that point, how long were you playing guitar and you know, maybe like stuff? four or five years okay. or so? Like, okay. Um, but I just couldn't get enough. I was sure. like, I wanted to get like all any kind of instrument yeah. I could get my hands on that had strings on it. Like, I just wanted to. Uh, I, I wanted one, and I wanted to learn how to play it at least well enough to like fake my way through. Right. Um, playing some songs but uh but that band was super cool and like i was young i was still like i was like 19 or 20 okay and like i couldn't go into any of the like bars but i was you know i'm six foot two and i've been six foot two since like my junior year in high school (laughs) so like okay (laughs) so i just always looked older and i wouldn't get questioned that much Uh uh-huh so um you know we'd play a lot of cool places we we'd had like a a regular 
think it was weekly for a while show at this place called the Scene Bar in Glendale. Oh, I played there. Yeah. Once, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I've seen you play there. Yeah. Before. I filled in for um, that band Madcap. Do you remember them? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I went, I went to um, I went to middle school with their drummer, Jake. Oh, you, no way. Yeah. In Utah. And, and then he moved out to L.A. Uh-huh. And then when he, once he moved out, he was like a sophomore or something. Then he joined Madcap. Yeah. And I thought at that point when I was in high school, when he did that, I was like, oh, he made it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Straight to the top for Jake. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's fucking wild, though. You know? Well, yeah. you, what's funny was mm-hmm. like, well, so getting to the next part. So like the guy, yeah. one of the guys that I played in the bluegrass band with had, a, had like a punk band um, that this record label, Sidewind Dummy, was interested in. Okay. Um. And they what band was that? Uh, they were called the Sentimentals. Okay, it was like, um, and side one was basically like, we want to sign you. And they a couple of guys were like, yeah, cool, but like we don't want a tour. And they're like, well, that's not really gonna work. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah. so he, um, but Madcap was sort of part of the same yeah. scene as okay. them, and it it was sort of like, oh, well, what's this band Madcap all about? And then hmm. they got signed, but uh. So, um, uh, so Madcap like got signed around the same time as the band, the sentimentals that were getting looked at. We're getting so, looked at. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Long story long, basically. Sure. But, okay. yeah. um, but at the same time, there was a friend of mine from that friend group who, um, is just, he's just one of the funniest people you've ever met and everybody wants him to have around all the time. Mm-hmm. And so he got a job at side one dummy okay. was working there at the warehouse and then got me an internship there. Oh, no way. Okay. And, um, I was, uh. Like, cool. I was like, I was in college, like taking music classes and sort of going to class sometimes or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, summer internship. He's like, yeah, no problem. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the internship, um, they were like, side one was like, hey, so um, Tim, your buddy, like, um, he's not going to work here anymore. Do you want his job? And I was like, no way. Oh, boy. I don't, let me call him. Uh-huh. And I was like, Tim, like, what happened? And he's like, bro, I fucking hated that job. I want to go on tour. You'll love it. Take the job, please. And I was like, okay, sick. Wow. So that was like, um, um, I don't know if he actually said, I fucking hated that job. That's uh, probably <laughs> Whatever, not. Whatever. That, that's probably not totally yeah. accurate, but he was like, he wanted to go on tour. You know what I mean? Okay, like, sure. Who did, he, who did he end up going out with, you know? He started touring with like casualties uh, and suicide, okay. what? Suicide machines. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. All bands that were like on side one and sure did a you know some other things or whatever so I fucking loved the suicide machines growing up dude yeah Their destruction by definition was like one of my favorite records of all time it's an amazing record yeah, still even today jay told me one time jay from suicide yeah. machines told mm-hmm. me that he read an interview one time at, with robert smith from mm-hmm. the cure yeah and robert smith from the cure said that destruction by definition was one of his favorite no records. way and i was what? like at the time i was like I believed it, but now looking back at it, I was like, "There's no way." <laughs> There's no way, right? But it's a pretty fucking good record. It's a really good record. You know, like that got me into a bunch of shit too. You know, mm-hmm. it was like I, I, I was at like a, um, oh god, I, I was I was in Hawaii at the time, mm-hmm. and I, my parents, uh, we we had we had a house out there when I was like a kid, um, when stuff was like cheap, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, but my mom's friend from high school, uh, had a, had a kid, and you know. They were like best friends or whatever, but then like the, the kid, his name was Chris, and then he ended up uh, he ended up being in this band later in life called uh, Breathe In. They were on Bridge Nine. Yeah. And uh, and so I I met him though, and he's kind of the one that like kind of guided the way. He was like, oh, like you have a Green Day shirt on. Oh, you should check out this record and this record. And then I started going like the like CD shops, and 
I saw in the display thing, it said destruction by definition. It showed like, you know, a concert of just people going nuts. Yeah. Jumping off. Sh- so I, I listened to the record of the listening station, changed my life. Yeah. And then that, and then like Pennywise had a display there, like full circle. That mm-hmm. was the record I got into. So then like all of that just kind of spawned everything for me. Gotcha. Like Green Day, Suicide Machines, Pennywise. And then like I found out about like Epitaph and Fat and, sure. you know, Warp Tour and blah, blah, blah. Just yeah. everything. Yeah. I mean, those are the days of the compilation CDs yeah. too, where it's like you go every, every label put one out. And yeah. Like whether it was the, the Fat thing or a Warp mm-hmm. Tour comp or like uh, Hopeless had a ton of great yep. comps too. Like, yeah, I mean, for for those that are listening to this, compilations were this thing where like um, they had this thing called a CD, right? <laughs> Compact disc. Yeah, you put you're... you put those in your car, and then they'd usually play like you know twelve tracks, maybe twenty four tracks. But now, in today's standards, that's what they call a Spotify playlist. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> stupid. I was just trying to make you laugh, but okay. So, um, so we're at the point now in your life where you take this, you take the side one job. What what did you have to do? I was the the warehouse manager. Okay, so just like just humping boxes around and uh-huh. like filling orders and like, yeah, uh, you know, sending CDs out to bands on tour. And okay. like we had some, they had a distribution obviously, but then they had some like direct accounts that, uh-huh. uh, would fulfill stuff and then whatever, like promo and pop and uh, mailers. And I was in charge of the interns, which was always super <laughs> weird, uh-huh. but like, you know, uh, did but I was, did the, any of the interns go on to do anything you think? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, one of my interns now, uh, she moved here from the Midwest, okay, and like she's married to one of my really good friends who hmm. who used to play in the Briggs, and like, oh, okay. um, she's toured with a whole bunch of other like other bands and worked for Live Nation now. And, like, Crazy, yeah. Just from being in, I mean, just like get, getting a taste of what that was like. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, so then you work at Side One for a little bit. Working at Side One, and it's cool, and like I meet tons of tons of people mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and uh you know i was young and there was a lot of like yeah, yeah sure kid whatever like keep your ideas to yourself a little bit not uh-huh. from the people inside one but like trying to branch out outside of it was uh-huh. was kind of tough for me you know like sure. i didn't know anything i was a dumb kid and whatever sure. um but like still still playing music like still playing in the, the bluegrass band and um mm-hmm. and then eventually i kind of just caught like caught the bug of like you know of like, I want to go on tour. I want to okay. see, you know, see the world. Like, yeah, you know, I'm doing all these things. I had started doing uh, tour marketing for the label too, and running okay. the street team. And they were like, they were like, oh, you know, you got to know the like the sick pizza place around the corner, or like where the tattoo shop is, or like all this cool stuff. Like, you know the or like this bar that's right there that everybody goes to after the show. And I was like, I don't know. I've right. never been to Chicago. Uh-huh. So I was like, <laughs> it's like one of the many places you have to like. It's, it's so you're it's kind of like you're researching where people go so you know how to market the sure uh-huh. or just you know I, like becoming i think at that point i was probably like 22 23 or okay. something like and i was just ready to do something else you know sure. i'd lived in la my yeah. whole life and like i traveled a little bit but i just didn't mm-hmm. know i knew that like sitting in an office and like writing emails and like making phone calls was not not the me. thing. Not yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so side one sent me out on warp tour. Okay. What year was that? You that think? was your first year to the, the first time I actually did it was like, I'm not going to work in the office anymore. was 2006. Okay. I, went I was on that year for like a week or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, and we had met at the side one offices, mm-hmm. um, through Aaron Williams, I think. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, I was, love I love her so much. She's great. 
Erin is awesome. She's just the sweetest. Always has like such an like an infectious laugh and like was she great working smile. for flogging Molly at the time? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because how I met her, I was like in, <laughs> I had just graduated high school, and then this band called the Eyeliners. Oh yeah, they took me out on. Well, I had I done like a couple of like DIY tours, but it was like this is like my first like full fledged like. U.S. tour, and we shared a bus with Flogging Molly and Aaron. Oh. And Aaron was working at, at a booth called the Fund for Animals. Like, dude, they, there was like 24 spots on this bus, mm-hmm. like bunks. So, like, if we want to hang on the front lounge, we had to push the, you know, <laughs> oh, push one of the beds up. Yeah, but it was it was like the time of my life, man. I think it was for them too. You know, I mean, would we do it again? Probably not. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just in in the time, and I think that like they were probably like close to like. Actually, no, I probably would have been a little older than them at this point. But, I mean, like, they were probably in their, like, early 30s, you know, mid-30s. Yeah, Flogging Molly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe, like, Dave or something. But, like. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just being a kid out there. I was just like, holy shit, like, bright-eyed, bushy-tail, just out of high school. Like, all my favorite bands growing up. You yeah. Know? So, um, but that's how I met Erin. And uh, then, I guess, after that tour, you know, because we all became very close, she mm-hmm. ended up working for them for, like, a, a little bit, you know? Yeah, for a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah, at least the whole time that I was there at. <laughs> so nuts. One. that's so funny yeah because yeah. i ended up moving to la and i'm so wow that's crazy just thinking about it right now i'm celebrating uh by the time this comes out uh 20 years of being in los angeles wow congratulations yeah, thanks man. happy anniversary <laughs> happy anniversary <laughs> i moved away for a couple of those years that doesn't count yeah but, no, we won't we won't talk yeah okay so yeah so aaron that's wild you know? yeah um also so she takes really good photos i need to have her on the show sometime um but yeah so going back to side one so you, you went on warp tour in 06 yeah um what was that like selling cds the warp tour comp me and this guy going in line john cheese yeah with sign dude yeah you know you know 50 bands five bucks warp tour comp blah 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 yeah um (laughs) but you know warp tour warp tour was really special because like there were sort of no rules like Uh there's no there there was very little structure to it from sort of behind the scenes and it was a little like it was very sort of socialist where it's like everybody sort of gets nothing mm-hmm. and you just make the best of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you get plenty of food, case of water, case of beer, and then it's, you know, you can yep. see yourself out when you're done. Yep. And, um, but in that it's, you know, it really bonds people and it makes people figure out like, do I want to do this? Is this cool? Yeah. Like is, or is this like, you know what? I like couches and like, yeah. you know, my dog, and whatever. Yeah. Um, hundred thousand percent. But, uh, but yeah, and then that, that sort of like launched me into doing, uh, merch for a bunch of different bands. Like Mm -hmm. I worked for another band that was on side one called Maxine right after that. (laughs) Oh man, we could have a, we could have a whole session of like all the people we know. Maxine, dude, we, I want to keep talking. So I I didn't tell you this before the show, but, but when I do these shows, we take two commercial breaks. Okay. Right. And one of those is coming up in just a second because okay. uh, they need to sell advertising space. Go on for for <laughs> for I you know for Adobe Radio. So yeah, um, yeah. So we will be we will be right back. I have to cut it right here, which is yeah, yeah. so funny. But um, I'm gonna cut it right here, and then um, when we come back, I'm gonna keep talking to Gavin Caswell. From, Fantastic uh, from Census Fail. So we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. And here's a word from our sponsors. <laughs> all right we're back oh gavin how come you didn't tell me that on the commercial break i can't say that in public <laughs> you know i've done i've done that bit um i've done that bit every episode so what just just yeah just the full-fledged laughing. That's yeah. good, it's good shtick i think talking about it is even better <laughs> shtick. just 
laughing. It's so stupid. Um, okay, well, we're back. We're back. We're at the point now where you were, uh, I didn't know this about you. Yeah. So you, you went out with like probably one of my closest friends in life, um, Maxine. You went out with their band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You went out with Jay. Out with Jay. Jay is like the guy. He's so cool. He's fucking out of his mind, and I love him. Yeah, and great he's drummer. So great, yeah. great dude. He was one of the first people because, like, when I moved to LA, because um, I actually found their band through Flogging Molly. They were like opening for Flogging Molly. Yeah, which yeah. Is so weird because they sound like the the punk rock's answer to like the Police. Yeah, they're like thing. Police and Sunny Day Real Estate. Yeah, they're like <laughs> <laughs> if they had a baby or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I went up. I remember like I was visiting my folks in Utah, and I had like a demo of a band that I was in at the time in LA called Fairview. And we were just mm-hmm. trying to like get shows and stuff, and then so I, I went I went up to the drummer Jay, and I was like, "Hey man, uh, I, I really like your band. Uh, here's a CD, like uh, whatever." And like he was one of the only people that didn't uh, roadside records it. Oh wow! And he like actually like emailed me, and he re- he's like, "Dude, your band's awesome." Blah, blah. And then he like came to some shows, and then That's we became awesome. friends from that. Yeah, couldn't believe it. It's so not LA. Jay. Yeah, G- yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Skaronic. Yeah. So for people that don't know what roadside records is, is where uh, you give somebody like your CD or your demo. And then they just like chuck it out the window. After just send done it, listening to it sailing down to the, the highway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> highway records, roadside records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was that like touring with Jay? He's great. He's the best, but... man. Like, uh, yeah, they were super cool. And it, you know, was just. That was on Warp Tour or when was that? No, it was, it was like right after Warp Tour. Uh-huh. It was uh, Sugar Cult. It was just like oh, coming back. Yeah. Uh, they had just made a new record and a band called Spill Canvas. Yep, Spill Canvas for sure. And, um, I don't know some other ones, sure. and then Maxine was on there too, and yeah. it was just like, it was awesome. It was a great tour. Um, they were cool, and I mean, yeah, it was just the the three band members, me yep. and the tour manager, just like in a van, just cruising awesome. with like you know pre- before cell phones yeah. did anything. So like the GPS was like a like this a Garmin thing. Yeah, no, not even a Garmin. Oh, it was really? like this thing that plugged into a laptop. Yeah, that like we mounted on the the the. Uh, the dashboard and all this cabling. It was super unsafe, too. Just got, like, a laptop sitting in front of you and the steering wheel. But we only got lost twice. It was fun. Um, but, yeah, so we did that tour, and that, like, led to doing merch for I don't even know how uh-huh. many different bands. Like, everything from City and Color and Mindless Self-Indulgence. And, so you uh, just went out with all those bands? Just like Yeah, it was just, you know. Oh. I it, yeah. I was the guy that was like ready to just hop on hop mm-hmm. on tour, and, right? Um, and be ready to to just kind of go. Um, and then after a while, I had been bugging this band uh, called Street Dogs when I was working at a uh-huh. at a Sidewind Dummy. Yeah, just be like, hey, like, if you guys ever need a guitar tech, let me know. I don't know why I said that. I didn't know okay. anything about guitar teching. Uh huh. I just thought they were a cool band. Uh huh. And I was like. I don't want to just sell merch for this band. Okay. And they talked to me more about it. And like, they, um, uh, eventually called me and were like, Hey, no way. Our guy's leaving. Do you want to come tech for our band? And Uh I was like, sure. Um, but the cool part was, is that the, the tech that they had before the position was also sort of like an auxiliary musician thing too. So like, I got to play like acoustic guitar and mandolin and like, you know, banjo a little bit so you're like setting up stuff helping them out like fixing shit but you also get to play yeah okay um and it was cool and it was we went right back out on the warp tour Mm -hmm. um they had their own like rv uh with bunks in it so it was like super super sick yeah um and 
yeah, like I had a, like a good, a good run with them. And they, um, I did a couple tours filling in, like playing bass for them because their bass player had to stay home a couple times. Sure. And like, that was like my first real taste of like mm-hmm. playing, you know, like real shows with like real bands. Like, yeah, like on tour. On tour, yeah. you know. And of course, like the first one was with Flogging Molly. That's so <laughs> sick. Yeah, yeah, I love those guys, man. <laughs> They're great. Yeah. They're awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, so whatever. I toured with Street Dogs for probably. I don't know, like two, three years. Okay. And then um, they were taking a break, and I was looking for something else to do. Mm-hmm. And I got a call from uh, Joe Sib, who's one of the yep. owners of Sidewind Dummy. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, hey, uh, Jimmy uh, Lindbergh from Pennywise. He's, I, I was waiting for this story. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's like, he's starting a new band, and um, he needs some guys to to play. Like, they played one show, and it kind of didn't go great. But yeah. like, we're putting out the record. Like, I'll give you his number. You should go try out. And I was like all right (laughs) yeah cool like i'd never met him before Mm -hmm. um and uh so uh, you know when it was called the black pacific yep um i just got bits and pieces of the record and it but it was cool it was different than like pennywise it wasn't just like a skate punk thing it was Mm -hmm. a little more i don't know kind of just rock Um, right but uh but it was cool but that turned into you know, like a couple of years of touring, we, you know, we did Europe with some 41, which was yeah, awesome. That's sick. Um, you know, the, the guitar player, uh, who played with them was this guy named Mark. Uh, he used to play in dropkick Murphy's. Uh-huh. He was like one of my good bros now. Yeah. Like, it was really cool time. It was just like super fun. From what I remember, we also mm-hmm. drank a lot. Yeah, man. I, I used to drink so, so much. I haven't, <laughs> so it's almost been like two years now that I haven't drank. Isn't that good crazy? for you. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Thanks, dude. Yeah, but I mean, I was going to say, like, with, with like, Flogging Molly, oh, there's no way. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you just, there's no way. Yeah. On tour, man, I, I started drinking with them when I was, like, 18. <laughs> you know? So on the bus, like, going to, like, Walmarts, picking up, like, Moo's, and then having, like, conga lines on the bus. <laughs> it was so much fun. I would never change that. Yeah. 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 I mean, thinking about doing stuff like that now, I go, oh, I'm so exhausted. <laughs> I know. Just thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. But, it was uh, different back then, though. I mean. Yeah, or or we just got older. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, a little column A, a little yeah. column B. Yeah, you know, or column A, sure. Before yeah. cell phones, you know, we we weren't as connected back then. I right. mean, there were cell phones, but it's like there wasn't as much to do yeah. with your phone. So you had to make fun. You have to of you had course. to like make up things to just do and be entertained by. Yeah, you're on this like you're on this like ship. You know, you're on this like uh, <laughs> that's yeah. just going down the road. Yeah, and you uh, don't have made a caller talk to do anything and you know mm-hmm. you could read a book the tvs TV. i'm telling you the tvs on my buses uh, every bus tour i've done i think maybe like two of them have worked <laughs> every bus i've ever been in yeah like big bands small bands when we're on the tour bus never had a working tv yeah it never crazy? the satellite never works no nope. you got like a handful of dvds that yep. you've all you've seen you've watched old school times. the uncut version <laughs> like 30 times yep. like fuck, I'm gonna yeah, watch this totally. again. yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck Okay, so so you so basically like you were so living in Los Angeles though. I mean, because for me, like I I grew up in Utah as like a um, I mean I I was born in California, but mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I had to go to Utah for my dad's job, and I was there like all middle school and all high school, and then I moved back to LA in like '03. But I noticed that like as far as punk rock goes or like alternative music or anything, it's all out here. It all just starts yeah. out here, you know. It's it's uh. So, I mean, like, being in those situations, so, so just from, like, going to shows and, like, hanging out and just being there and, like, just being a cool dude and, you know, 
I guess so. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I mean, thank you, but I don't know if that's yeah. true. Oh, come on. <laughs> you know, but I mean, like, and, and plus you're like, you're a good guitar player, good bass player, all that stuff. You know, um, I remember being on Warp Tour in 07 with you. And I remember we were like looking, I Am Ghost is looking for a bass player. That's right. And you were like, I'll do it. And I was like, in, in the best way possible, I was like, you don't, you don't want to do this band, <laughs> Gavin. Like, because I think, I think back then I was like almost on my way out because like half the band had left. And I was just like, why am I, like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm, and I ended mm-hmm. up leaving in like December that year. I was like, you know, you don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, like, don't, 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 yeah. no. You're, 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 you're doing the right things. Just, uh, you don't want, you don't want any part of this. And yeah. Then, and then I left. And then, you know, the next couple of years would just be a, a big mystery. And then, you know, somehow I've been able to keep going. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, um, well, because you're also a cool guy and you're I try a talented musician and, uh, you know, who, who doesn't want you around? I, I, <laughs> yeah. You know, I just think that like, sometimes like personalities, you know, um, what am I trying to say here? I feel like sometimes maybe my personality could be too strong sometimes, or I'm like, it no just way. depends. I, I in the, know. in the world of music and no offense, yeah, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. in the world of like, you've toured with the best and worst bands, yeah. like, you know, you're, I think you're a very even keeled, right. uh, friendly, <laughs> cool. fun personality. Yeah. Um, I mean, you and I've done handfuls of, of shit together, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying but, that cuz you never you know being cuz like I kind of taken on the role of like um the way I can best describe my career is kind of like warp tour Josh Freeze. Okay, yeah. You know. That's great. And it's just I've had to deal with like so many different personality types over the years, mm-hmm. you know. Um so one situation might not be it's kind of like watching a movie, you know. It's like I've been playing the same venues for like I don't know, 15 fucking years. Right. And it's just like, which movie am I going to be in this time? Is it this one or is it this one or is it that one? Or, you know, and sure. so after a while you come, you become desensitized. You're like, okay, well this dude's like, you know, he could be kind of a weird guy or this one, maybe he's abrasive or I don't know. It's just like, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm too outgoing sometimes for, it doesn't, you never know. You never know. know. You never know. And like the thing I've learned too, is like, you never know that about somebody until you're there. Yes. Until you're in, you're on tour right. and it's like week two mm-hmm. and then like people get comfortable or they, yeah. get, they start getting a little crunchy <laughs> on the inside and yeah. that's when shit can get weird. Yeah. I mean, like, I, that's what I was going to say. You don't, re- you don't really truly know somebody until you go on tour with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like who's out there. Like who likes to leave their socks in the middle of the hallway all the yeah. time, or mm-hmm. who farts in their sleep, or who, <laughs> who like, snores, who, like who snores, who yeah. eats peanut butter with their fingers, yeah. you know, like all you know, all the things who the, talks loud, who, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. Um, okay, so so h- how do we get from this point, like in your life, you're you're touring with a bunch of bands. When do you decide, like, you know what, I'm gonna go play guitar for a band like Census Fail. Because you already done Black Pacific. You I'd did, already you done did, Black you did Pacific. Street Dogs. Yeah, I did Street Am I Dogs. Am missing anything in between that? I, well, I was also, I've been working for Bad Religion for a long time. Yes. I would, I been working tech. with uh, with Ron Kimball. With Ron Kimball. I've done many a tour with Ron Kimball. <laughs> that guy is out of his fucking mind, and I, in the best way. Yeah, absolutely. But, I learned a lot from Ron. Some of the things I wish I could forget, but most <laughs> of them are good. <laughs> you know, he's like, uh, you, you've seen um, Talladega Nights, right? Yeah, of course. He's he is the and he looks like him too. He is the, the father of Ricky Bobby. Oh man, doesn't he look like him? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If, if you're not first, you're last. Yeah, he is that guy for sure. He's like Bobby. I was high when I said that. Yeah, that, that is him. That is yeah. He that is, is that is Ron Kimball. Like Ron training Kimble. him. He's like, okay, here, I got a Jaguar in the car. Go. Yeah, like, check it out. Yeah, I mean, you know, great sound guy, great technician. <laughs> He's been with Bad Religion for like I don't know longer than some of the people have been in the band. Yeah. But. 
Yeah. He's, um, but yeah, I'd been doing that and like I kept guitar teching for other bands too. Mm -hmm. And I went out and did a warp tour working for a band and uh, Census Fail was playing on the stage. Okay. And I had toured with them, you know, uh, like a handful of times. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I just kind of hit it off. Like they liked sitting under a 10 by 10 tent (laughs) and like smoking cigarettes and drinking Uh beer and talking shit. And I was kind of like, this is great. This is like the best version of Warp Tour. This is what you're yeah. supposed to do, okay. and uh, and it was a lot of fun. And um, they had a like a new bass player at the time. Um, previous there there was a guy named Jason Black who'd been playing in the band who, hot, from Hot Water, from Hot Water Music, yeah. who's an amazing bass player. Oh, yeah. um, and then God, I feel bad, I can't remember his name, but they had another guy filling in. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Black Pacific had pretty much just called it quits okay. and um so i said to the census fail guys like hey if you ever need a like a bass player to fill in for something i don't you know i don't really know what you guys yeah. schedule is like or how you know committed this is and they um they're like okay cool and then about i don't know three four months later they called me and were like hey so guy from warp tour he's not playing in the band anymore mm-hmm. do you want to join the band <laughs> it was like it was kind of that yeah that simple like uh-huh. um and i was like yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah, I think so. Why not? Like, what are we doing? Sure. <laughs> so, um, and they were they had just started making a record. Um, at the same time, I'd committed to actually go and play for Street Dogs again. Okay, like they had a they had a tour in Europe. They needed mm-hmm. a bass player for, so I went and did that. And and yeah, and that was that was uh the end of 2012. So it's been wow, you know, just about time. ten years <laughs> with uh. With census fail, um, wild. But I mean, it's uh, it's uh, it's a great ride. I mean, it's yeah. Like Buddy, the singer is not. He's not afraid to just like try new things and embrace totally. change and mm-hmm. and um, uh, that makes it like a really cool space to just exist in as a musician and mm-hmm. as a person and and uh, just I don't know. It's super cool to be a, a part of. Yeah. Know? Um, so how many records have you done with the band full, or been a part of in yeah full length records three okay four three it's a long some time. like acoustic EPs too mm-hmm. and um, yeah. you know uh, we've got all kinds of other you know like covers stuff that we're working on trying to put out and like all kinds of things but um, but yeah I mean it's it's wild there's they at this point other than Buddy I've been in the band the longest <laughs> wow where really you know, yeah the band's been around now for 2023 is the like the 21st anniversary yeah that's of the wild band. Old, so, en- old enough to drink old enough to drink Ooh, scary yeah <laughs> it, could be a, it could be a tour name for you guys fuck um yeah i mean that's wild that you didn't have to like go through some vigorous uh process yeah i know? mean i went we had they had like a show booked that i um like went to go play and there was like a we we're like we're gonna rehearse. It's sort of your audition too. And I was like, okay. And we like went through the you know the songs on the list. And uh-huh. I was like, should I change anything? Like, how's it? They're like, oh, it's great. <laughs> like, sounds awesome. That. I was like, sick. Yeah, that's dope. Um, but it was fun. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I played bass for I think about four years or okay. so in the band. And then you sw- and then you switched over yeah we had okay. uh, the two guitar players who were in the band when i joined both had their first kid in the yeah. same year oh shit and so they both kind of were like i don't know you know i want to be home like i gotta quit touring, present, you know? yeah. and um so we um 
whatever had some lineup changes and things shifted around and i just sort of landed in guitar um which was always you know it was always yeah, my cool. first instrument like yeah. i just i really liked playing bass there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of power in it and i love sure. like the interaction with the with the drummer in mm-hmm. in that that's like i don't know i think is is right. important and powerful but uh but yeah so how long steve been in the band now Steve has been in the band. I love that guy, by the way. He's, he's great. So he's fucking a cool. Sweetheart. And yeah. such a great drummer. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. He's been in the band, I want to say four years. Okay. No, wait, 2020. Well, yeah, like four and a half years, I think. Yeah. But um, huh. that's wild. Man. Yeah, he's he's great. I mean, that was when he joined, was when we actually sort of did like auditions for a, mm. for a drummer. But yeah. actually, yeah, we didn't. I yes, talked to I you was, about playing yep, in the band was, yep. at a certain I was point. Say, yeah, I think it was like I was in between um I was in between bands mm-hmm. at that point and it was just like oh, that'd be kind of fun. Let's let's see what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think my thing started getting like more serious and I think you guys knew like what was going on and you know, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and you know, you guys tried out all the people and and Steve, Steve was the guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Steve Steve so. was the dude. Well, this was before this before Steve Mm. The I think that's when we were talking about it. Uh, trying to think who was in between. Who did you guys have before? Uh, Chris Hornbrook. Oh yeah, from yeah Poison yeah. the Chris. Well. Yep. I. You know it's so funny. I had. Um, <laughs> I I gotta say I gotta say something about Chris. I went down to his show. I, and I didn't mean for this to happen at all. Uh-huh. He had a podcast, right? Okay. And uh, I went on his show, and then it just like never aired, right? Why? Then, I don't know. I think maybe he lost it or something. But then, <laughs> but then I'm, dude, I'm not, I'm not even joking. I even, I even said to him, I was like, hey, so, so then, I, then I was like, hey, why don't you come on my show? So he came up, he did the show, and then guess, so I had, I had two people on my show that day. Uh-huh. I lost both files. No way. Swear to God. Like, <laughs> so, so one of them ended up coming back and like doing the show again, but then Chris didn't. And so I, I don't know, man. You know, that's that's the uh, the radio show karma podcast. Yeah, I karma. Guess, I guess so. But I you mean, know. dude, I swear to God, I didn't even mean for like, you know, I, I don't know how it happened, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. I don't know how that fucking happened. But um, yeah. So but yeah. God, yeah. I, I've known Chris for a while, too. I, I haven't talked to him in a, in a minute. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't either. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he seems like he's doing well. Yeah. The Internet tells me he's he's busy yeah, and playing internet's... with uh, Greg from Dillinger, I think. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah, he's yeah he's 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 tend to be busy. I mean, I was gonna say um, another question I had. We have to go to one more commercial break, and okay. then we can, can continue the episode. But I was gonna say like, do you find it in your experience? So I've so I did my first drum teching gig at the end of 2019. It was just mm-hmm. like it was like one show. It was for uh, Belinda Carlisle. Oh, sweet! And I ended up meeting one of my really good friends now through that gig because they, they for whatever reason they needed two drum techs that day. <laughs> Okay. It was like one was like a big giant percussion cage, and the other one was uh, just a regular drum set mm-hmm. for this guy named uh, Russ Crinkle, okay, legendary drummer. And uh, so I got, I got hired on this gig. I remember walking in the door at like SIR, and I was like, I was like, hey, like I, I'm here, like um, I'm I'm the drum tech for the day. And they're like, oh yeah, I'll just get here. Here's this shit, whatever, blah blah. Band gets here in a couple hours. I'm like, great. Yeah. So I'm starting to cool. like, so I'm starting to like work, you know. And then this other guy comes in. He's like, hey, I'm uh, the drum tech for the day. And I was like. Did we just get double booked? <laughs> so I'm like, call, and then the tour manager wasn't even like on site. So I'm like calling him up, and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, uh, I, we have we have two people because this is a very special performance. It was for uh, Joni Mitchell's Blue. She oh was wow, co- she's covering the record. Belinda Carlisle was, and it was at the Walt Disney Concert Hall. But like, I, that was like the e- that I got. I gotta be honest, it was like the easiest gig for like a lot of money. Yeah, that's like, great. Like at the Walt Disney Concert Hall, I didn't touch 
anything, dude. Like, <laughs> I think I built the drum set, and then I hopped with the percussion cage. That was like really hard because mm. we were like taking pictures, making sure everything was right. And then the guy, the two guys were like, "Yep, you guys did great. Like this is a level service, whatever. Like, perfect." Yeah, yeah. I had to dress in like we all had to dress up in like suits, you know, rad for for the for the show. But like I remember at the end, I'm like, "Okay, put that in this thing." I didn't have to touch anything, That's which great. was great. Yeah. You know? But what I was gonna say is like if um. If you're doing those roles, do people just like look at you as that role or do they think beyond the, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to get like, I, I never want to get pigeonholed because I'm not beneath anything. I'm just saying like, you know, if you start doing more of those roles, like mm-hmm. I thought about like drum teching before and like some time off if I needed some like extra cash or whatever. But like would people look at me and be like, oh, he's just, he's a drum tech. So I don't think of him as a drummer. I don't think so. No? I mean, no, I mean, do you, you have such a, for you specifically, like you have such If you a, just come in hot as like a, hey, I'm like, I'm this guy now. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you make the decision to be like, you know what? I don't want to play in bands anymore. Uh, I just want to like roll the stuff in, set it up, sit back and watch somebody else, you know, <laughs> yeah. go through that thing and then put yeah, it away yeah. and like, you know, leave the job, leave yeah. work at the job, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the thing you can do. And lots, I, there are lots of drummers that, that can do that, but uh-huh. I think doing both is totally possible. Like for guitar, the more I learned about, uh, like teching mm-hmm. the better of a player it made sure. me because i i knew all of these different things to like listen for and like right. check for that said i mean there's plenty of times there i should have just spent the time playing guitar rather than okay, like, yeah. you know like get the perfect fret shape or whatever uh-huh. so um you know i i think it can be difficult to to take on sort of both sides of that that trade of being creative yeah. and being a performer but then also right. being a technician and uh whatever but i i think one can benefit the other okay. um yeah i don't know cool are you gonna ever you gonna tech again uh i don't know i mean I, there, there's there's just so much there's so much happening in my life we, we, we can talk about that when we come back from this next commercial break all right we got good. one more commercial so we got gavin castle everybody from census fail and uh don't go anywhere here on adobe radio <laughs> dude it's not funny it's not funny oh, oh, okay. don't laugh at that okay right. sorry <laughs> no, real real quick real quick before you came in there was like literally sorry at adobe right now so i had another mm-hmm. guest before you i just i just have to get this off my chest this guy like uh you know my, my friend dorian who is the last guest on this show um him and his wife came here and then this like random dude he looked normal you know he's like he's like this like nice like mexican guy like normal looking you mm-hmm. know he didn't look like he was like homeless or you know, um, like a crazy person or anything. And he had like a sandwich in his hand and all this stuff. And he's like trying to come in the building. And I'm like, hey, can I help you? And he's like, oh, uh, yeah. And you just didn't really reply. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like you're, you're, not, spo- you're not supposed to be here. And mm-hmm. I shut the door. And he's like, what? You, you, you fucking racist. You did. And I swore. I swore. Wow. I was like, what? Like, what's wrong with this guy? And then he like, he dropped the F slang on me. <laughs> he told me to choke on his D and all this crazy Whoa. shit. And like, I'm just like, I don't know what this dude's problem is. He's like, it's MLK, MLK day, and you fucking. Did. I'm like, I just told this dude to like, no, he's not allowed in this building. Like, I'm yeah, the only like, one here. You don't. Like, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, that it's, was that was pressing on my mind. Life in LA. I mean, yeah. you definitely seem a little uh, seemed a little shook. Oh, when, like when, when I, got I saw here. you. Yeah. yeah I was just, just like, like, oh, hey, man. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we're back. We're back. So we were talking about what I go, what I go tech, what I go do that. Um. I mean, I could. You know, I've got, I've got, I got an offer. Possibly, I don't want, I don't want to give it away. Very, very, very big artist. Cool. And you and I, well, I could say who the tour manager is. His, his name is Brian Marquis. Oh yeah. So that's all. I oh yeah. Say. So I was, I was like, I could do that, maybe. But then they said, you know, no, Ableton. 
that's my next goal. Now I need to go learn Ableton. You could learn Ableton. In, you think so? Yeah. You ever been on YouTube? Man, they got yeah. everything. On <laughs> YouTube <there>. University. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's yeah, but cool. I was just I was just like, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not ready to like give it up. You know, I still mm-hmm. I still want to keep playing. Well, yeah. I mean, as you should. You're a yeah. great drummer. I got some, I got some things in the can. You know, but um, yeah, that's all. Yeah. We should, we should work on some music we, together. Hey, I got I got all the time in the world, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I do. Um, so so Gavin, I mean, like, what what do you think is coming up next for you and Census Fail and your, or just like your your life in general? Like, um, do, you, do you still talk about religion? Are you? Are oh you, yeah. Do you yeah, still yeah. work with them at all? Or yeah, I still like, work with them here okay. and here and there. Uh-huh. Like at this point, there's sort of a collection of texts that will like. Whoever whoever's available, okay, but anytime that they've got a tour coming up, if you want to do it, yeah, they'll <laughs> yeah. they'll call me or like the you know the manager will check the my census fail tour dates and if yeah. there's nothing there, then he'll be like, hey, what do you want to come do this? Like, yeah, that's cool. Um, which is great. You know, I mean, those guys have been doing, and those don't cross over at all. No one's like, no one's like, oh my god, that's fucking Gavin from Census Fail, like checking those guitars, right? No, no, yeah, I don't no. think so. <laughs> uh, I mean, whatever. They they keep threatening yeah. to take Census Fail on tour so that so that I can work for them and play shows too but like uh, I don't I don't think You know I but hey I'll tell you this what I know about Bad Religion I don't know if you're working with them back then but um they did take out it was like the craziest tour of all time it was Bad Religion headlining do you mm-hmm. remember this it was Bad Religion headlining okay. the promise ring whoa as direct support and I think from first to last, we're playing like second on the bill. No you don't kidding. Remember this shit? No, I, that was, was real before tour. my time. Look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I also remember seeing. I think it was. Uh, yeah, I, th- I want to say it was like the Promise Ring and Bad Religion uh, with uh, like the explosion. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like back then, and dude, everybody Man. hated the Promise Ring, like with Bad Religion. I'm like, sure. Literally, and I'm just like, it's like, ah, oh, poor, poor band. Yeah. And I didn't because I didn't know who the Promise Ring was back then. That was in like 2001. But I remember from first to last. Toured with uh, Bad Religion, so hey, Wild. never say never say never, man. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm sure they're getting booed. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, was that with Sunny or post? Yeah, Sunny? with Sunny. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. Yeah. That's small. Is, it, is the, world, the beginning but... of their career? Maybe it was because like they needed a tour, and Brett was like, "Oh, let me just throw this together." You know, probably. I mean, does that's... Bre- Brett. Does Brett still play with them, or is like very uh, he will like you know write songs and produces the records but mm-hmm. it's it's pretty rare that he'll go out to do a show yeah. like play a show anymore unless it's like Coachella or some shit yeah unless it's something yeah. like <laughs> something cool. massive and huge and fun but yeah. but uh yeah he's actually he's my neighbor he lives right down the street you're kidding me. yeah i mean no shit right down the street to a much nicer part of Pasadena <laughs> but but right down the street nonetheless it counts yeah yeah it counts for sure <laughs> um, yeah he uh you know epitaph is like down the street from where i live oh know? yeah yeah that's right. Right there, baby. <laughs> right, I'm right in the thick of it all. Silver Lake. Silver Lake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. But, um, yeah, I mean. So, know, yeah, what, so what do you do? So, Census Fail, got any plans? Census Fail. I mean, we had a pretty busy year last year. Uh-huh. We, had a, we did it. Uh, we put out a record, and okay. then we did a tour with Rise Against and The okay. Used, yeah. um, which was awesome. Like that's big, you know. Rise against they're, they're super good dudes, mm-hmm. um, and uh, used to like it was just a lot of fun. The rooms were you know big and um, yeah, big big shed tour. And then uh, we came home. We did the uh, when we were young festival, yep. which was a lot of fun. I expected it to be a total disaster. Your intro, I, I walked by. Your intro was like insane. It was so funny. What did we do? <laughs> it was like uh, uh, it wasn't Back to the Future. It was like um, oh fuck, I'm trying to remember now. You had you had like some images right on this like LED wall and like it was, Maybe. It was like a whole it was like a whole thing. Probably, I think it was like a Back to the Future thing. 
No? Sounds vaguely familiar. Fuck. We usually well, just we do something just wing it. silly. You know, okay. it changes every now and then. I think then, it was a back to the future that you, you had this like whole Delore. Yeah. Unless, I'm, unless it was the other census fail I watched. Like, Maybe like, that other that day. Yeah, okay. census with a C. But here I am just I just shot myself in the foot with that story. <laughs> Why the fuck did I even mention that? One thing we did get to do, yeah. which uh mm-hmm. I had I had wanted to do for so long. So like to get all these bands uh to be able to play uh, yeah. like on the same day they've got a rotating stage. So one band yeah, is setting yeah. up behind, you know, and then they just spin it around. Yep. And so uh I was like, Hey, here's how the set's gonna end. When I give you a nod, the stage manager, like you start spinning it. So we finished the last song, and, it's mm-hmm. and then we started playing Freebird. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when I gave him the cue to just spin us off stage while that's Freebird sick. was going. And that's was like, so dope. Just, you know. Who, who was on after you guys that day? Do you remember? Oh, uh, boy. Um, somebody who did not think that that was funny. <laughs> was, it, was it the All-American Rejects? Was no, no. <laughs> Dude, um, I remember I looked I, at, at that festival. I remember we're like uh, vaguely watching them, and I was like, what? What's wrong with that Tyson guy? Mm. But he just wore this like old makeup or whatever. Right. That was. I mean, that, his I, jacket was sick as fuck. But yeah, yeah, it looked sharp. I guess yeah. the the joke was the like when we were young, so we're yeah. not young anymore. anymore so yeah, I so. gotta look fucking super old. Yeah. Like Gerard, Gerard did that too. I actually left before my cam uh, went on because I knew there was gonna be a bunch of traffic and chaos, and I already saw my cam earlier. Yeah. In the year I saw them in uh in Nashville. Yeah. Where we had pre production. Ah. I don't think I was technically supposed to go. It was a my chem and turnstile. I don't think I was technically supposed to go because of um, like COVID stuff. Oh right. But I, I went because mm-hmm. like no one's now, you know, everybody's like it's whatever. Over. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Matter. Now you can talk about the the, the COVID yeah. rules that you broke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, they, when they were rules, I broke. Like, it damn it! Matter. I want to see my chem and I want to see turnstile, and that I went to that show before our tour and. Literally, no one was wearing a mask anywhere. We weren't going to cancel shows. It was just like, I, you know, I get being safe, but at the end of the day, man, the hell am I going to go see Mike Kim again? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> when we were young, but <laughs> no we, traffic. Traffic. Yeah, that's when I. That's why. That's when I left. Yeah, um, but, God, we have like we have like six minutes left in this. Isn't that crazy? Six minutes left. Yeah. Wow. In this in this episode, zipping through it. Isn't that we? It's wild. I mean, like, so what I've gotten out of your life is that you. Or like me, where you went to like every show under the sun. Oh yeah, and you surrounded yourself with like cool dudes and cool people, mm-hmm. and just uh, yeah. And we, I think you and I have very, very parallel uh, paths. Yeah, definitely. You know, and but, I did you a favor not playing for I am Ghost, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll never I did you a favor aside from just ha- being a good friend. Yes, <laughs> outside yeah. of music stuff. Yeah, I was yeah. just like I was like. Man, that's not, this. This is this isn't for you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know th- this is not a road you want to go down. Well, I mean, like yeah. it was really hard because there was like six of us. Yeah, and, well, that's a lot then, of people then, in then a band. There's gonna, gonna be five eventually, and then, dude, we just didn't make any money. Like, yeah, we literally made nothing. Like I, I think from the, I'll tell you this. I think from the time the band started until I left, I was able to make six hundred dollars a month. And back then, that could pay. That could pay like because you know I I had my my rent. I think back then was like four hundred bucks. Yeah, right. You know, so yeah, like, like your room somewhere. Yeah, like, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. so, I, so I was like, you know, when I would come home from tour, like, yeah, I might have to like work like a little thing here and there. But I wasn't like back then, like money wasn't as crazy as it is now. You no, know? I, I so, don't know why it is that like other than inflation, like being older, everything costs so much more. Dude, right. Why? I don't know. Like being <laughs> older, you're like, oh, I get that. Oh, OK, so now like 
oh wait, I gotta pay for insurance now. <laughs> or like I gotta <laughs> wait, I got I need this. Why do I need this? Yeah. Oh, I'm getting older. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Damn. I don't know. You know? I'm just gonna stop paying for it and therefore I will stop getting older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean God, I don't know what this year holds for me. Um yeah, my friend my friend's band, uh the Juliana Theory. <clears throat> yeah. They're gonna be putting out a record. Uh, on Equal Vision. That's cool. Yeah, you've you've so played you, for them a, a bunch yeah, of times, played, right? Yeah, I filled in, you know, for 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 a good amount of shows. Might might be doing more stuff with them. That's cool. As the time goes on, um, trying to think of what else I could talk about. Uh, there's a there's a guy from another band who um is is like writing music, and I'm been sending files back and forth. That's cool. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, probably revealing too much in my, you know, my uh, way. Well, well, it's funny that like saying that like you know the band postal service oh yeah and it was like they their whole thing they were called that because they like shipped hard drives back and forth to each other or something and everybody was that like why? whoa that's so wild huh. and interesting that like they don't actually write together like cool it's so weird that they don't have dropbox no, yeah exactly <laughs> and now it's like well yeah like how else are you supposed to like write music with yeah. other people like right. sure you get in a room sometimes but like a lot mm-hmm. of the times like Oh, it's so loud. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to anymore. But yeah. I, I remember being in like high school and like starting, um, you know, like, like a ska band or whatever. We just like hold like a, a microphone in the room, press like the tape recorder. Oh yeah. Then we rewind and try to like analyze and be like, oh, maybe we need to do this or blah blah blah. You yeah, know? totally. So, yeah. Just the we didn't have box. that stuff growing up. Yeah, I didn't have that stuff growing up. No, I nobody didn't. nobody did. I didn't. Yeah, four track. I was like, I don't know how to use that thing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do with that? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, yeah, wait. Yeah, for me, I just I just didn't take take the time or I didn't have the patience. Yeah, same. But, well, Gavin, so uh, how can anyone find you on the old uh, internet? Like, what's what's the best way to get a hold of you? If uh... Uh, me, I mean Instagram. I'm at G Caswell. Same thing with Twitter. Um, okay, yeah, Ca- Caswell with a C. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, since his fail official is up there, and um... there's nothing more we can expect soon. Uh, nothing, I, nothing? N- nothing I can talk about yet. I mean, we've got this some... comes out in March. Gotcha. So we, um, well, then we just played a uh, uh, festival in um, Ohio. That and how, was and how awesome. was that? It was, it was great. great. Yeah, cool. a great time. Love that. And uh, yeah, we've got some more festival dates coming up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, around the country. Okay. I don't know what it'll what has been announced quite yet, but um, we're working on some other cool things. Um, okay. uh, so you'll be busy this year. We'll be busy, but not as not as busy as last year. Last okay. year, I had like, I was out for probably almost almost a full six months out of the year. So like, Damn. yeah, I'm happy to be at home. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Oh, Look at man, me. I'm tired. Yep, my girlfriend <laughs> would kill me. I was gone for that long now. <laughs> um, well, dude, I appreciate you coming by. You know, this is this has been a lot of fun. This went by like super quick. Yeah, man. Thank you for well, having me. This was course. this was awesome. Of course. A- anytime. Any of any of the dudes. I need to interview Steve next. I need to be like, so what's your take on on Gavin? Give me the, <laughs> give me the real dirt on that guy. Well, he snores and he smells. You snore? And, yeah. You dude. snore? No. Sometimes it depends on how okay. much gin I've had. So. Okay, that's fair. You yeah, know. If you're drunk, you, you might you might snore. Yeah. A little bit. God, we have like 30 seconds left. Can you believe this? I'm just stretching it out. So what, what else do you want to talk about? No. Uh, martinis? Just kidding. Martinis, yeah. I man, I'm telling you. Drinking was a a huge part of uh of my my social circle. Yeah, but you've got almost time. two years now. That's great, man. Two years. So hey, one day kids, you could be like me too. Yeah. You know, just 
just drink a whole lot and then just stop drinking one day. And just stop. It's the way. Yeah, it's, it's it's the way. But all right, well, coming up next, <laughs> coming up next is Gone Fishkin here on Adobe Radio, and I'm here every single Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. And Gavin, I really appreciate you being on the show, and thank you so much again. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Here. All right, take care. Take care. We'll see you next week.